Jingle jingle bell, jingle jingle, jingle 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 bell bell. Do you want to get muted, Paul? Because that's what's going to happen next. All right. Welcome to the American Dad Podcast. Hey, everybody. Uh, This week is the culmination of our Christmas countdown, top five Christmas episodes. Number one. Coming in at number one. The best of the best of American Dad Christmas. For whom the sleigh bell tolls. Yeah. And this one edged out. Rapture's Rapture's Delight. Delight. Based on laugh count and Christmassiness. It was tough. It was back and forth. There can only be one. Like Highlander? There can be only one? A plot, B plot. There is legend of a moonshiner who lives atop the tallest peak of the Chimdale Mountains. The Smiths wind up on the naughty list when Steve pumps Santa full of lead and the family buries the body. (laughs) Now we're just going to bury that body deep in the woods and never talk about it again. And the B plot? Roger learns to brew the strongest whiskey known to man from Robert Todford Williams. Bobby Todd, if you like. Todd Willie's fine, too. Robert Todd and Bob Todford's all the same. If you holler Mr. Williams, I won't know what to do with it. Okay, box of flip-flops. My box of flip-flops is that when Steve jams the clip into his AK-47, I guess it could, maybe it's an AR-15. I don't know. Ah! Oh, how's that feel, Linda? I don't know who Linda is, but could he be talking about Linda Mamari? That should be one of the few Lindas that he knows. Right. She's probably around Francine yep. a lot. Yeah. Right. She's looking at Francine Through the from windows. afar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Steve spots her from time to time. Yeah. Steve and his fantasies about Linda Mamari. <laughs> My box of flip-flops is the last picture to appear on the fingerprint check is that of Clown with Glasses. Strange. Our mall Santa's prints aren't in the CIA's files. And he's the one who Stan tries to hire to win Haley back. And then he tells him to go read to Francine. <laughs> go read to my wife. And then he puts on the giant glasses. He's probably a convict. Very likely. Most clowns are. Cannon fodder. What you say is true, sir. My cannon fodder is that Francine has received a vibrator from Santa. So that year I got a vibrator from Santa? That was really from Santa? And probably Stan took credit for it and wasn't like, who the hell gave my wife a vibrator? (laughs) Merry Christmas, baby. (laughs) Well, I can't unfather. Santa works as a mall Santa. Maybe maybe it's a side gig. Or at the very least, he just hangs around malls. That's what he does. This is his part-time gig. He uses (laughs) to make some extra cash. Yeah, he's like, I'm on break. Yeah. Jeez. My piece of cannon fodder. Is Haley and Jeff have been together four years. Oh, honey, he'll come around eventually. <laughs> when? I've been with Jeff for four years. On your right. I don't understand the timeline of this show. Yeah, because it's hard to say. This is season seven. Mm-hmm. Are they married at this point? Yes. No. No, they are married. She says they're married. Even San says, "Just because you married him doesn't make him part of my famous." Famous. Part of my famous. And I'm not getting that moron a damn thing for Christmas. Just because you married him doesn't make him a part of my family. Actually, it does, Dad. Is the episode where they get married the one where they elope and he's trying to stop them? The 100 AD? Yeah, that might be the first few episodes of season seven or season six. It could be season seven. Okay. That seems like a beginning of this season. Well, that is interesting because the clown dies. The clown with glasses dies in that episode. 
Mm-hmm. So they're checking, 180. they're checking dead people in the database. Right. Hmm. Maybe he's just still in there. Yeah. No one's declared the clown with glasses dead. <laughs> they keep finding his fingerprints on things. Okay. A ward show. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Some fame music for this. Special award today is the Christmas Spirit Award, which we give out to for ghosts at Christmas time. Excellence in Christmas Spirit. Oh, that. And the nominees are Minstrel Krampus. When I'm breaking the finger, Lord, I'm breaking my heart. For whom the sleigh bell tolls this episode. No, he, 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 is, he is dead. He is not okay. He will never be okay because he is, say it with me, dead. You didn't say it with me. And white Porsche Christmas. Mom, Dad, I learned my lesson. I'll never take you for granted again. Snot, for the last time, you're not our son. Eh, it was worth a shot. Oh, there's no place like home for the holidays. And the winner is... Um... <laughs> Just... I'm going to give it to Minstrel Krampus. Wow. And I tell you for why. You tell me for why. Because this entire Christmas season, what have we been singing? You're right. We've been singing. Oh, I know that we've been bad, but we don't want to be sad no more. Because I miss mom and dad. And I miss my baby, Sheila. I miss my baby, Sheila. It's really just because of the music. Yeah, it's just that it's got musical elements, and Christmas makes you feel like singing. There's always music going on. Yeah. It's hard to beat songs that you can sing along to. It's not an episode where Stan is in an alternate universe, which I think three or four of them are. Mm -hmm. It's not about Hanukkah. No offense. It did get shafted by not being in the top five, I guess. Gave it the old Christmas shaft. Can I miss my baby Sheila? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sheila, why you leave? You left me on my own. All I did to go, a dollar to my name. Dirty ass Baltimore. And dirty ass Baltimore. <laughs> We're singing this, but didn't Bad Bad Boys win best song for the whole season? If I told you once, I told you twice, I'd never be a saint. Daddy, no. Mommy, no. Ain't no saint. Yeah, I know. We should have just given it to uh, that song. (laughs) Steve holds his own, but whoever he's singing with. It's all about the soul singing goat. Yeah. And next time I see you, I'm going to kill you. Wow, Sheila, I'm sorry, baby. I love you. But he actually dies in in that episode. So it's kind of sad. So maybe that's why it wins Christmas spirit. Mm -hmm. I feel like sadness is Christmas and then his uh, grandpa dies too and is forever trapped in Krampus. Thank God. Makes him so much more interesting if he's you know Krampus what's not? than Jack. Here's the reason that it didn't make it. It's because of the super awkward Haley. Christmas makes you high. Now you know the reason why. Because family make you high. So uncomfortable. It is. It's very awful. <laughs> but I like her popcorns three thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Roger, oh, Roger, I hate to be a bomb. 
This gift you see is a tub of popcorns three. Oh, 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 just stop, stop. Just, just tell me what you want. What, what, what's going on? She just wants to get a job so she can afford a triple tin of popcorn. Oh my God. Yeah, she gets two songs, right? And they're both awful. Ah. Uh. This is why we'll never be associated with American Dad for real. <laughs> Rachel too much McFarlane hating. will keep us out. She knows. Congratulations, Mr. Krampus. Yeah, way to go. Picking up the last award of the Christmas episodes. And I miss my baby Sheila. Uh, biggest laugh. He can play the skin flute. <laughs> oh. My biggest laugh is... Stan explaining to Jeff that he doesn't want to see a trace of him. <laughs> Stan is about to, or no, he's already given Steve the gun for Christmas or for right. Wednesday. And <laughs> Jeff pops in and he's like, hey, Mr. S, I'll come shoot you. <laughs> Jeff, you are not my son. <laughs> you are no part of this family. <sighs> Jeff? I am trying to have a bonding experience with my son. You are not my son. You are no part of this family. And when I open my eyes, you better be gone. Okay? I don't want to see a trace of you. And then he opens his eyes, and Jeff is just standing there. <laughs> same blank expression. Terrible. That scene is how you explain the relationship between Jeff and Stan. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a perfect demonstration of both Stan and Jeff's characters. <laughs> Yeah, after Stan's just really giving it to Jeff, just a good 10 seconds of berating him. He's standing right there like a puppy, smiling. <laughs> yeah. The reason that Klaus can't really be in this episode is because <laughs> Jeff is the Klaus. Right. He's the bean bunny or whatever the hell they call him. He's the Jerry of this episode. The yeah. Schlemiel and Schlemasa. Rest in peace, Peggy Marshall. <laughs> Penny yesterday. Marshall and Peach, director of League of Their Own. Good movie. My biggest Director laugh. of Big. Never seen it. I remember yes, just talking have. about Big. <laughs> I've never seen Big. Though. You've seen Big. <laughs> Is that a Christmas movie? Uh, No, but because of Big, she was the first woman director to earn $100 million on a movie. Or to gross. Gross. On the movie that everybody saw, including Paul. I've never seen it. Okay. I've seen League of Their Own like 10 times. You would. Yeah, it was on TBS. Don't say you would like that's a bad thing. All yeah. right, what are we doing? Next. My biggest laugh is Roger's fast friendship with Bob Todd. I look forward to the day we meet again, you wise old cracker. You are always welcome here, Budro. You are my kin. And I will let you drive my Camaro when I fix the gut dang drive shaft. <laughs> you are my kin, Budro. They're basically friends as soon as they meet each other. I don't think that they anticipated the chemistry that Bob Todd was going to have. I'm oh, surprised yeah. that we haven't... Maybe Bob Todd shows up in some TBS episode that we haven't seen in a later season, but I haven't seen him. Yeah, you should bring him back. Yeah, I, he's a really good side character. I think there's something special about him. Like, <laughs> no, by special, I mean I think he is like Santa or Krampus, where he is some special Christmas entity. Well, I mean, Santa kind of sucks. Yeah. He's sort of like the hot tub salesman guy. Yeah. There's like a little side character who is perfect. Just a perfect, funny side character. Right, but Paul's trying to say that he thinks that Bob Todd is magical. Why are you looking at me like I just farted everyone out of the room? I think he is magical. He knows what Santa is. He knows that Roger is an alien in a wig. Nobody else knows that. 
Excuse me. Well, if it ain't an alien in a wig. There's something special about Bob Todd. Prove me wrong. There's something special about you too, Paul. Go fuck yourself. I'm asking for an authentic polar bear helmet from the movie Golden Compass. <laughs> You're a golden dumbass. What's your biggest laugh? <laughs> My biggest laugh is Stan upbraiding Jeff when he finds out Jeff wrote Santa a letter telling him where to find their hiding spot. <laughs> He's super dumb, Haley. He's super dumb, Haley. Jeff, please leave my family alone forever. Will you do me that kindness? Dad! He understood. It's a Christmas miracle. Oh, he understood. (laughs) Jeff also, when he goes to Santa, I don't think that he's planning in advance that he's going to betray Santa. Jeff Fisher! Come and fight with me. You're a good boy. You don't have to die with the Smiths. No, probably not. I think the only reason he does it is because Santa's about to snipe Stan. (laughs) Season's bleeding. (laughs) Sorry about this, Santa. (laughs) Jeremiah. I don't think that Jeff is the kind of person who's thinking multiple steps ahead. (laughs) No. I think that Stan had just told him how he could help was stand in front of him and take arrows until he dies. <laughs> you want to help me? Stand here and shield me from arrows until you die. Jeez. Okay, refrigerator moments. Maybe it's just some midge playing a trick. We all know how mischievous little people are. Most of them don't have jobs, which gives them plenty of time to think of schemes. My refrigerator moment is that Stan fully blames Steve for killing Santa even though... Every step of how Steve wound up shooting Santa was Stan pushing him. Merry Wednesday, son. A machine gun? Oh, yeah. And Steve is a child. (laughs) You were right, Mom. I'm too young for a gun. A boy shot a man today. A boy shot a man. (laughs) Snowman. Snowman, get him. (laughs) This is after Steve had just almost shot his eye out. So he was not like... All right, I'm going to try again. <laughs> when he shoots that snowman, it's pretty amazing that he only shoots the snowman. Yeah, he lands every ah. shot in the snowman. His eyes are totally closed yeah. when he's shooting. Ah! And he also shoots Santa directly in the forehead. Shot him all over the place. Like Santa cannot be killed. But you you have killed someone. My refrigerator moment is when Stan says, The puppy! Uh, it's probably too late. A gun? Can't you bond over something else? I've tried everything else. Darts, a ping pong table, that puppy. (gasps) The puppy. Uh, It's probably too late. Which doesn't make sense since Stan is categorically against having a dog due to his dog dying when he was young. Non-canonical. Paul, I was trying to say this earlier today. The 12 days of Christmas Mm -hmm. are not the 12 days before Christmas. What are they? The 12 days after Christmas. What? Right, it makes no sense. ABC Family's been lying to us this whole time. <laughs> but some dude at work like really broke it down. It leads up to like all King's Day or something weird in early January. Paganism. Uh, Roger's best moment. Make that five, numbnuts. Roger? Sanders after you, huh? Squirt, squirt, best, best. Can I go first? Sure. My Roger squirt, squirt, best, best moment is Roger telling Francine to give her candy cane to Haley. <laughs> Just, just suck it till it's pointy. Wow, Haley, brand new respect for you. Francine, give Haley your candy cane. Shut up, I can do it. <laughs> brand new respect for you. <laughs> My Roger's best moment 
is when Roger bitch slaps the guy at the mini mart, <laughs> he jumps across a 15 foot gap in slow motion, full on slaps Jeez. him in the face for interrupting the shopkeeper's story too many times, just too many. Then take this map. It is my gift to you. But just know that I'm all set with the beer, but I've got a random question. Do you sell watch batteries? Get out. Just wanted to know if they sold watch batteries. That's it. That was an innocent question. He's kind of, it's like that and the scene from Cops and Roger where oh, he God. explodes that man's head. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when we were talking about favorite episodes, should have thought about that one. This is not one of my favorite episodes. That's I, one of my favorite scenes. Or just, <laughs> yeah, just five seconds, him just hitting the elbow drop. Uh, I haven't laughed at any American Dad moment as hard as I laughed at that. That's because you're sick. (laughs) So unexpected. Donkey punch, yeah. I also love Roger's winter wear in this episode. Oh, the little hat. Shopping at REI. (laughs) He's got a little purple coat and a red one. (laughs) A lot of costumes. Okay. My Roger squirts were at best moment is when he gives the family two thumbs up. And you look fantastic. Uh, <laughs> you look fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he that looks should like... have been the poster for this episode. Yeah. Potent quotables. And all the ladies, well, they call me Bert Bert. I'm going first. My potent quotable is when Bob Todd says he's going to shoot Santa in the belly. Santa says... <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to shoot that fat turd in the belly. I heard that, Bob Todd. I hope you did, you butt licker. You butt licker. (laughs) My potent quotable is when Roger tries to politely explain his inability to get drunk to the liquor store clerk. Pardon me, sir. I'm what you might call an advanced drinker, and I've been having a dickens of a time concocting an eggnog that provides the certain heady tingle that I require. Well, normally, people put bourbon in their eggnog. And then the store clerk doesn't quite understand, and he says, I'm telling you I can't get drunk. I'm telling you I can't get drunk! (laughs) My potent quotable is when Haley tells Stan that he's just going to have to accept that Jeff is part of the family now. Stan informs her that... Haley, the only thing I have to accept is that socially I can't wear mascara, even though it makes my eyes pop like firecrackers. Stan has some difficulty accepting that. Yeah. Like firecrackers. He's so angry about it. Doing research. What? Nothing. Deliverance joke. Poor Ned Beatty. This week's doing research is a little bit lighter than it usually is. If you had seen this episode recently, you might have thought that we were going to talk about Barbara Walters' affair with the married black senator. On The View, they said we could try the Dutch custom of putting presents in wooden clogs. Barbara Walters said it, and she had an affair with a married black senator. So, you know. She doesn't drive in the slow lane. But not today. Oh. Today it is all about fun and light and happy. So. And we're not reading long Wikipedia articles. Not on Christmas. <laughs> if that sparkles with everyone, let's continue. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> uh, my doing research is that D. Bradley Baker tweeted that Klaus's only line in this episode is his favorite Klaus line. Roger? Not to mention, what's his name? My name is Klaus Heisler. 
My name is Klaus Eisler. <laughs> of course, that's D. Bradley Baker's favorite. That's the easiest paycheck he's ever received in his life. My you name is Calculate Klaus. That's it. it. How much you got paid per word for that one? Klaus is defenseless <laughs> at their house, and they left him there. <laughs> he's at the house. He could be in danger. I guess he didn't do any. He didn't wrong Santa in any way. Yeah, but they could have stolen him, or they could have killed him. Right. And uh, they just left him there, like the like when Klaus was in the backyard with all those cats. Klaus can defend himself. Eventually, he kills all the cats somehow. <laughs> but Klaus doesn't feature heavily in any Christmas episode. Yeah, they like sort of. This is not about you, Klaus. <laughs> Which is why. It's begging for the Santa Claus episode. Mm -hmm. Need one. Yeah. My doing research is that Eric Durbin wrote this episode and he plays Bob Todd, which makes me think maybe that's the reason that Bob Todd is such a well-written character. Game right. Right. Yeah. Why he has so many good one-liners. Yeah. Come in after the diddle diddles. I'd like to see that fat testicle tickler come down my chimney. And maybe why he hasn't been seen or heard from since if that writer doesn't work on the staff anymore right and they had guest starred clancy brown playing the liquor store owner who plays mr krabs hey, from, from, from spongebob and he was also in some old movies but mr krabs is the liquor store owner <laughs> they say that if you're crazy it makes you sane and if you're sane you'll never believe a word of this story He's yeah. always a business owner. My doing research is For Whom the Jingle Bell Tolls is a 1996 Earthworm Jim episode in which Queen Slug for a Butt kidnaps <laughs> Santa and tries to turn him evil. How dare Queen Slug for a Butt? Oh, I get it. She has so a slug for the butt. They, they thought of this first. Yeah, this isn't referenced in any of the wikias, as Paul will probably know, because that would be the first and only place that he would research. But... Uh, <laughs> Doing research. Well, I guess they say for the for whom the jingle bell tolls. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it's a Christmas episode, and mm -hmm. it's na you know. Final thoughts. You did it! You kissed the raccoon. You're a real moonshiner now, you son of a bitch. Berlini, Berlin. You kissed the raccoon. <laughs> and that was all he had to do. He could he could then brew the strongest whiskey in the world. You just get drunk for a little bit, and then you kiss a raccoon, and you're ready. <laughs> can he actually brew anything? Or is he just hanging? Because he, he continues to hang out with Bob Todd. Yes, he can brew with the sacred jugs. Sacred jugs. My final thought is that when Stan and Steve are about to pull Santa out of the trunk, Francine pulls up and they manage to disarm her by telling her how attractive she is. <laughs> Damn it! Just be casual. Follow my lead. Hey, Francine, you look amazing! You look amazing, Francine. You're so attractive. Aww. Look very attractive, Francine. So attractive. <laughs> but then she spots Santa anyway, and she gives a disapproving finger wag. Yeah. <laughs> As you do when you see a dead body in a trunk. <laughs> Who did this? Let's just cut off his hands, smash <laughs> out his teeth, and, and be done with it. I can't believe we're burying this guy in the woods. I can't believe you guys didn't let me smash his teeth out and cut off his hands. What? You want to get away with this or not? Francine has gotten away with murder for yeah, sure. definitely. Or at least she's put some thought into it. 
I'm kind of surprised that Stan wouldn't go along with that. He should know the best way to dispose of a body. Let's but Stan's it. more nonchalant about it. He's like, we, we don't need to put in that much effort. <laughs> Relax, Steve. Part of gun ownership is killing people by mistake. Well, Roger helps Steve get rid of those bodies of the gangsters. Hmm. Right. By, um... Hydrochloric acid in a bathtub. Yeah. That's what they should have done to Santa. Then he probably would have really been dead. Yeah. Turn into liquid energy after that, Santa. <laughs> This sucker tried to turn into liquid energy on me, but I wasn't having none of it. Then the original Krampus would still be alive. But I wonder, like, what's the range that Santa can be out and about? Because obviously he was at that mall mm-hmm. previous to Christmas, but he can't be out past Christmas Day. And do the elves, the elves that they killed, will they be restored? Will they just magic away like a couple of days later? And Wow, that's true. Be regrown? Probably. At the end of the episode, most of them are still on the lawn, it seems like. Oh, okay. Then we'll yeah, the then. bodies are still there, but Santa's body was dead, and they buried it. Mm-hmm. And then it apparently magicked away. Yeah. And then Bob Todd does say that the deer tried to <laughs> turn into liquid energy on him. We're going to make sweet, sweet love. Right after me and this here reindeer make sweet, tender love. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. But she's going to have sex with a dead deer, okay? What's wrong with that? To use the Louis C.K. Maybe joke. if the baby was dead. It reminds me of the um, Dan Mintz joke. I like to be like the Native Americans. Oh, yeah. Use every part of the animal. <laughs> I use the teeth of the polar bear to make a necklace. <laughs> and the rest of the body to have sex with. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I got gross. Oh, no. I use his skin to make a coat, his teeth to make a necklace, and the rest of his body to have sex with. That's Tina, Paul. Yeah, it's it's gross. It's, I get it, but... It's a great episode. It is a great episode. Everyone should watch it a couple times. It's hilarious. Bob Todd is probably the best one-off character ever in American Dad. Yeah. They bring the hot tub salesman back at some point, but I think they Bob bring it Tops, back. So yeah, but still, even if they hadn't, I think Bob Tops, Bob Todd is better than him. If you were going to compare him to another one-time episode character, maybe you would do the prison bitch. Prison bitch, mm-hmm. get rid of Buckle. Bring in Bob Todd. That's our movement. Yeah, that's true. Free Bob Todd, twenty eighteen. But his, uh, his Buckle's wife. Should divorce him and marry Bob Todd. Yeah. Bob Todd's better than Santa for sure. Yeah, totes. Why didn't he ever come back? Yeah, it's a shame. But that's a that's a freebie. Bring him back and bring this you rider. You own him now. <laughs> yeah, get okay. this rider back and get him to do the voice. If there was a Funko Pop of Bob Todd. I'd own it. Big time, yeah. As I'd, I'd want the two. monster. I'd want normal Bob Todd and monster Bob Todd. <laughs> And I would want the Roger to go along with it. Yeah, the Hillbilly Roger. Thank God that Funko doesn't make all the different variants of Roger. Yeah. No, they, they can have a field day with that. Because but I don't the know monster, if I stop myself. The monster Bob Todd, <laughs> when you press a button, goes bonk, bonk, bink, bonk. Bernini, Bernini. Do you believe me now? Roger goes from holding the liquor store attendant's face and it's like, I believe everything. <laughs> I believe everything. Is that everything? That's everything. That's that's Christmas. Christmas that is time American Dad is Christmas. Here. 
And yeah. next time we talk, we'll be covering season four. I think maybe four. I feel like there should be a Grinch parody episode for American Dad. Yeah, there should be. Who would steal? Oh, Klaus would. Nah, there it is. Santa Claus. The Klaus that sold Christmas. Yeah. Klaus would totally try to steal the presents because nobody ever involves him. Right. Nice. There you go. Go write that spec script. There's like Max the dog, but he keeps on picking him up and throwing him out of the... (laughs) But didn't they announce carrying him and burying him in the but in 2019 they're going to release like 30 American Dad episodes TBS said that that sounds sweet yeah some ungodly number yes well maybe they'll be good lower your expectations and you won't be disappointed no offense current writers of American Dad we could write for American Dad Paul yeah why not us? Yeah, give me a job. Why Let's not now? Just start writing spec scripts. Pay me money. And using this, we'll make a radio play of our spec script. Yeah. Unfortunately, Paul can barely read. And yeah, we can just change the format of this podcast. Your illiteracy is. T- God damn it, I'm done here. I'm done. Ty- we we're at the point where I'm being called illiterate, which I'm not the strongest reader. <laughs> I can admit that. I'm comfortable enough to admit I'm not a strong reader. Your illiteracy is But I'll be again. damned if I'm called illiterate. <laughs> it's a sore subject. I'm working on it. <laughs> Paul's part of a secret group called the Illiterati. <laughs> That's fucking funny and mean. <laughs> they have meetings at Backwards Forward. <laughs> All right, goodbye. Sideways. We're done Someone hit the space bar. Hit delete. And circle with three lines every month. Hey, wait a second, dude. I feel as bad as you. I don't want to live like this no more. I just wish I could start over new. Damn, I feel just like you do. Oh, I know that we.